Good morning. Welcome to Living Waters. So glad that you came out today. I am Jeff Jacobson, Director of Outreach and Mission here at Living Waters, and we are so glad that you are here. You noticing that there's a few people missing today, potentially? Maybe it's President's Day weekend? Hmm. Vacation from school tomorrow, vacation from church today. Don't know that, but I don't think that that's a rule, but we're so glad that you are here today with us. We've got a few announcements that uh, I'd like to share with you. The, this, is, this is kind of a funny one. We got starting February 23rd, you may be getting phone calls from the youth from the church that they will be asking for, uh, uh, for stock sales to support their mission trips coming up this summer. So mark your calendars. If you get strange telephone numbers on February 23rd, you can still answer the phone. Because I know that nobody answers the phone right now if it's a number that they do not know. So I just want to give you some advance warning on that. So to support the youth from Living Waters, we appreciate your, your help with that. Also, talking about finances, we have Financial Peace University. That will be starting February 23rd. If you want more information on that, you can see Jake Reuter. He's over here on the side. He, he will be outside at the table after this service. And also, you need to mark your calendars for Ash Wednesday. That is coming up on Wednesday, February 26th. So we'd like you to be part of that, so make sure that you mark your calendars for that as well. Now, this is a personal uh, request. In your bulletins, you'll see the uh, Ronald McDonald House, that service. I do not have anybody signed up for tomorrow. You got it? Thank you so much. God is great. God is great. Thank you so much. Outstanding. With that... There's several other announcements in the bulletins, and Pastor Dan, you can take it over. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Hey, thank you for being here today. It's a beautiful day. I know it's a little overcast. I know it's a little cold. But everything in perspective, right? I mean, remember, we've had storms, enough that we had to cancel on Wednesday, and uh, we've had much colder weather. But today, I hope and pray that this is a chance for all of us together to be able to connect with Jesus, to, to remind us of that amazing perspective that God's with us no matter what, and God's with you no matter what today. Um, I would love for you to pull out your phones and check in if you haven't had a chance yet. Um, through our check-ins, we make an impact, just like everything else uh, through, through Living Waters. And just through the click of a button, you can make a difference um, for, for children and feeding them through our check-ins. So we'd love for you to help make a difference in that way. And we, uh, I would love for you to look at that connection card right now. It's connected to the bulletin. There's some ways, as Jeff just highlighted, there's some ways that you can connect um, with God and with us in faith. There's some things you could sign up for to make a difference. Um, but the biggest thing we, we love is when you honor us with something that you want us to pray for. Because we know at Living Waters, God is impacted by us. And God is listening, and God is moving and, and answering our prayers in ways that we can never imagine. We just, we just want to pray for you this week. So if you have something, please write it down. You can tear off the connection card, and you can put it in with the offering, which is um, happening in just a few moments. 
Um, so during this time of offering, um, we just want to give you time with God. I know, it's President's Day weekend. Maybe you've, maybe you've been able to do some projects or been able to just lay low a little bit. But I do know life gets really busy. And one of the things we would love is just to give you time with God right now. Lifting up whatever's on your heart, knowing God's right here with you. So let's take some time with God together now. got to turn around for everyone though check out that style yes loving it yeah let's pray can we god thank you so much for the chance just to worship you to lay down at your feet anything that's going on outside of these walls the good things that you're celebrating and the hard things god with these offerings we pray that other people who are facing something unimaginable that through these offerings, we can connect with them. Maybe even people to our left and to our right, but people especially outside of these walls, right here in Fargo, that you're hoping we can bless with your presence. So God, may this time be an offering, and may these offerings bless you and praise you. And all God's people said, Amen. And with that, I, first I'm going to invite Lydia Holden, who is our new Faith Formation Director. Um, so she, um, Lydia is in charge of helping all of us connect with our, our children. Um, and Lydia is going to be doing the time with children. So kids, come on up. It's time for children. Come on up. I promise I'm not that scary. I hope I'm not, at least. She's a lot less scary than me, right? Maybe. So come on up, yeah. kids. Come on up. Come on up. <laughs> Maybe there you might are be a little scary. less of you, but there's plenty still. Children at heart, too, are welcome up here. You know, I know they're out there. Jeff. <laughs> Good morning. How are all of you? Good? Yeah. There's some smiles out there. How many of you have a pet at home? You have a pet? You have two, yeah, yeah. How about a dog? Anybody have a dog? Maybe, yeah. I have a dog at home. Her name is River, and we love her so much. But a dog is a lot of responsibility, right? You have to take care of them, right? What do you have to do? What do you, how do you have to take care of a dog? Feed them. You have to feed them, yeah? What else? 
You have to take them for a walk so they can get exercise. You have to play with them, yeah? Yeah, you have to pick up their poop. That happens. Yep, you have to take them outside. Yep, yep. Yeah, so having a pet, having a dog is a lot of responsibility. But we take care of our dog. We do all of that because we love her so much, right? Is that why we take care of them? We love them so much. Yep, and you need, they need water too. Yep, that's important. Yeah, so we take care of them because we love them. And in today's story, we hear about Peter. And Peter, and Jesus asks Peter, he goes, Peter, do you love me? And Peter goes, of course I love you, Jesus. You know that. You know everything, right? And Jesus doesn't have the normal response. When somebody tells you you love them, what's the normal response? Yeah. So when you tell somebody that you love them, what's the response normally? I love you too, right? Yeah. Well, that's not what, quite what Jesus said. What Jesus said was, okay, cool, you love me. Then go feed my sheep. Isn't that weird? Yeah? Maybe weird? Well, here's what Jesus meant by that. When he said, go feed my sheep, what he was talking about is his sheep being all of his people, all of God's children. He was talking about you and me and everybody here. And he was talking about all of God's children. And what he meant was, go take care of my people. Go, go feed them. Go help them. Go show God's love to all of my people. Go talk about me to all of them. So just like Jesus asked Peter, if you love me, then go show my love to the world by taking care of people and helping them. He asked us to do the same thing. He says, if you love me, go share my love with the world. And you can share God's love with the world, and you can show Jesus that you love him by caring for and helping people. So just like you care for and help your pets, right, at home, you can care for and help others out in the whole world. And it might not always have to be somebody you know either. And that's exactly what I want you to do this week. I want you to think about different ways you can help and care for people to show God's love to the entire world. Do you think you can do that? You have cats, yeah? That's cool. I like cats. Okay, yeah. So maybe you can show your love, right, by caring for and helping your brother or your sister maybe pick up their toys. Or maybe you can try and make a friend laugh at school who's having a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. So we can help. We can help each other and show God's love by helping each other out, right? Can you do that this week? Awesome. Let's pray. Repeat after me. Dear God, thank you so much for loving us. Help us show your love to the world. And help us care for and love others. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's go have a seat now. Thank you for coming up. See, I'm not too scary, right? <laughs> well, I invite you to stand as you are able as we come to God's Word. Um, we are continuing in our, our sermon series called Messy Living. 
and we have been exploring different moments, pivotal ones, of the life of one of Jesus' disciples called Peter. And the last time, last week, we focused on the hardest moment of Peter's life. Jesus had predicted this would happen, but, but when the soldiers came to take him away, uh, all the disciples fled. One of them betrayed him, and he predicted that Peter himself would deny that he even knew Jesus three times. Peter said that would never happen. But when push came to shove, he did it. And he goes out and he weeps bitterly. This has wrecked him. But we know the rest of the story, or most of us do, right? He dies on that cross. And on that third day, he comes back as he predicted. Now, Peter and the disciples had actually encountered Jesus several times. And now, on the side of a lake, this is the third time that Jesus has appeared, and he has this key, beautiful, and hard moment with Peter. Let's look at this. When they had finished breakfast, this is the risen Jesus, said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. Jesus said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because Jesus said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So I have a confession to make today. I am an Instagram husband. Yeah, my wife is an Instagram guru. She has 90,000 followers, mostly teachers. She is right now at Google headquarters of all places because that's what you do, helping other teachers of the year in this, this class. And it's fun being an Instagram husband, to be the cheerleader of someone that has to kind of, not has to, but gets to document our life through a lot of different pictures. So it's really awesome. We'll go to a restaurant or something, and she's like, babe, babe, before we do this, I'd like to take a picture. And I'm like, oh, really? That's a shocking thing, Kayla. Wow. What? And she'll give me her phone, and we have that. We'll do the selfies. We'll take the pictures of different things. And then I'll hand it to her, and she'll look at it and see if it passes muster. And the Instagram husband keeps on going. Okay, I'll take another pic, babe, at this angle, and over here, and over there, and we'll try this, and it'll be great. And then she posts it, and life is good for the next hour. But there's one time when we, uh, when we sit down more often than not, and Kayla, if you're watching this online, I still love you. You're very cool. 
And then we get to the meal. And you know this. Many of you do this on Facebook or on other social media. What do you have to do when you see the meal? You got to take the pick, right? So these are not from Kayla and me, but look at these. Like, just, oh, someone had to take a picture of, oh, that's good. And this one, all right, pancakes are good, looking good. What is it about all of these that we must show others what we're about to eat? It's exciting, right? Look at all those. It's so fun. But you know what's great about all these? Someone posted these, but they, they didn't show the rest around it. And as an Instagram husband, I know this. You've got to get the right angle. You've got to get just the right places because what's around the rest of these, I, I want to show you the mess. Look at that. That's what made it. That one's okay. Keep going. Look at the flour on the side and the ingredients. That's nice. Oh, look at that. Would you ever actually post that if that was your, your kitchen? Of course you wouldn't. Got to make sure people know. Look at this one. And now my favorite one. I love this one. Look at that. So what we saw in the Instagram post was those beautiful muffins, right? But all around it is a mess. It's chaos. And the child just screaming. But what you saw on Instagram, and as an Instagram husband, I know you just have the little part that the camera shows and that you get to show everyone else. My life is not messy. My life is very good because I had the muffins while the child is wailing. That speaks to me. Doesn't it? What do we share online? What do we show others? And then on a deeper level, I wonder, when we walk into this church, what are you trying to show others? Are you showing them the best parts? And what about the mess? What about the stuff that didn't make it on your, uh, on your Instagram or on your Facebook? And I'm not talking about the mess that maybe's at home right now. Oh, no, I'm talking about the mess. You know the stuff, right? The things that you don't want to show others. The things that maybe people know about you, but you're trying to get by. You're trying to get through it. You're trying to overcome the mess. You know the one. The thing you did. The thing you carry. The debt that you can't get over. The broken relationship. The, the affair you had. The thing you did years ago. The way you betrayed that person. The way right now as you go home, you're going to walk away and you put on a nice face today, right? You put on the smile. You wore the bow tie. That was awesome. But then you go back to your regular life. And where's God in the middle of that? Now, Peter, as we've looked at pieces of his life, I think the most freeing thing in this Messy Living series, and if you haven't been connected with us, I'd love for you to, it's on our Facebook page and on our website, there's some really powerful things that I think God is revealing to all of us. And I, and I think, what if, what if in all of this, God sees the whole picture of our lives? Not just the stuff we show others online and in person. Not the stuff we try to just 
work through grit our teeth as great Midwestern uh, people just saying, oh, just going to pull up my bootstraps and get through this. And... But then you go home and you realize, I don't have it perfect. My life is messy. And that's what's been so freeing about Peter's life, right? We just saw what happened just a few days before. Now, Peter has vowed to Jesus himself. He has vowed to him that he would never do what he did. And now his life is torn apart. It's wrecked him. I mean, to deny that he actually knows Jesus three times because he knew if he told those others that, yes, I'm one of them, he knew, Peter knew that it might mean his life. He might be with Jesus on that cross. And even though he, he pledged that he wouldn't deny him, it happened. Life's messy. And now what? Here's the crazy thing. I want you to see before this. So Peter, Peter and John actually go to the empty tomb. They see Jesus is gone. Now they've encountered Jesus in an upper room um, where he just appears. And so they've had interactions with him. But now after this, I, this is crazy to me. So after all this, do you remember, if you've been connected with Living Waters, if you know accounts of Jesus, uh, Jesus and Peter's life, you know that Jesus said to Peter, you'll be my rock. I'm going to build everything on you. You're the rock of the church that's going to be. You are the one, Peter. And he renames him. His name, Peter, is actually from Jesus. And so after all this, he's actually encountered the risen Lord and Savior. And so after this, look at this, what happens just before this encounter with Jesus. The disciples are hanging out, and Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. Now, I know there's a few of you that are like, yes, if it's a beautiful weekend, you're like, yeah, I'm going ice fishing. Or, um, you know, for the two months out of the year where the ice isn't there, then you can actually go fishing. Um, But uh, Peter's like, I'm going fishing. And I want you to know this. This is not a hobby for Peter. You know, for most of us, we're not relying on our catch, right? Now, Jesus said, you're going to be the rock. You're going to be the one that I'm going to rely, I'm going to rely on. I'm going to, it's going to be the foundation for how I'm going to move in the world. You're, you're, going to, you're going to be the one. And after all is said and done, I don't know what caused him to do this, but Peter isn't saying, I'm just going fishing for a morning or for the night. Peter's like, I'm going back. I'm going back to what I did before these last three years happened before Jesus called me. I'm going back to my trade. And the others say, well, we'll go with you. Now, have you ever had that moment, that moment where, you know, life was messy, life was hard, you know, you had that thing or, or that, the one, and then somehow grace happens or this amazing way of life happening and all at once it feels like you're connected with God. You're redeemed. Life is good. You're like, you know what? I'm going to go to church again. I'm going to find a great church. And maybe that brought you to Living Waters or to another church. And you're like, yeah, now I'm going to really recommit. I'm going to work on my Bible. I'm going to to do some things. And then life happens. You were committed for a little bit. You knew God was with you. And then 
well, then you stop going to church. Or the Bible stays up on the shelf and it's dusty. Or you go back to that thing, you were like, I'm going to turn a new leaf and I'm going I'm to recommit to how my actions are. Now you go back to that. What is it that we know Jesus is with us, we have these moments of clarity, and that God is with us, we're gonna, we're gonna, our lives are going to be different forever, and then they're not. That's what happens with Peter. Now, now, I want you to know that if you've had that, and I'm guessing for most, if not all of you, we've had those times where we, we hope to be a better version of ourselves, especially in faith, but then we go backwards. If you have had that happen, this gives me comfort. Because Peter and the disciples have actually been with Jesus for three years. They actually saw him die. And they actually saw him risen. And they still go back to their trade. I wonder why. Why would Peter do that? I think it's because of the guilt he has. Because his life is messy. He made that promise to Jesus. How is he going to go on? He knows because of his actions, Jesus can't rely on him anymore. So now I want you to show you this beautiful moment, this hard moment of Jesus redeeming Peter. So they're, they've been fishing all night and they don't catch a thing. And now they see someone on shore. They're not quite sure who it is, but he says, hey, children, have you caught anything? And they're like, no. Why don't you cast your net on the other side of the boat? Because, you know, all night long they only went on the left side, and for some reason it just didn't happen. But now they go on the right side. I mean, come on, why didn't they before? And they catch more fish than they can handle. 153 is what John notes in his gospel. They're pulling it up, and all at once, whoa, Peter and, and the others, Peter especially realizes this is just like three years ago when we met Jesus, and we'd been fishing and didn't catch a thing. And then he said, put your nets one more time, and there were more than they could handle. So he says, it's Jesus. So he can't wait for the others. He, he swims to shore, and he gets there, and here's this beautiful and, and almost heartbreaking moment. Messy. Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Did you notice how Jesus addressed him? What did Jesus rename Simon? He called him Peter, which means rock. You're my rock. You're going to be the rock of my church. But now the risen Jesus calls him Simon. You can almost, I, I wish they had it, but I wish they had a pause there. Like Peter just digesting this. Simon, do you name me Peter? Am I not your rock anymore? It's almost like, it's almost like Jesus saying, hey, you've gone back to your trade. You've gone back to the way you were before you followed me. Is your name Simon? Or are you my rock? He says, do you love me more than these? And he says, yes, I love you. And his answer is, Lydia pulled out for us was so beautiful. It's not I love you too, it's 
will feed my sheep. Then he asked him again, Simon, not Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he says, you know I love you. And he says, feed my sheep, tend my lambs. Now the third time comes, and John mentions this heartbreaking moment. So he's asked him once, he's asked him twice, and now on the third time, you can almost, I can almost hear the wheels turning in Peter's life, in his mind, and he's, oh, he's asking me three times. Just like the three times I denied him. Crushing. I'm sure it brings him right back to that moment in the courtyard. His guilt, his shame is brought up to the surface, and and he's so hurt because he'd asked three times, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus says to him, feed my sheep. Now, I don't know about the messiness in your life. I don't know about the parts that you're not showing to the rest of us. But God does. And the gift of this today is that in the midst of all your mess, God is saying, I see it all. I don't see just the shiny parts you're showing everyone else. No, I see. And now Jesus redeems Peter, but, and he's waiting to redeem you today to forgive you for whatever that mess is. But I want to tell you something. Redemption is messy. Redemption hurts. For Peter, it's painful, right? For Jesus to redeem him, for Jesus to actually say, hey, three times, do you love me? Now feed my sheep, tend my lambs, feed my sheep, follow me. It means Peter has to confront the reality that he's not perfect. He has to confront the reality that he did break his promise to God. He has to confront the reality that it may happen again. It's the same way with you and me today. That redemption is hard. And redemption for Peter means something really challenging. Not only did Jesus predict that he would deny him, now Jesus predicts the kind of death that Peter's going to have by following him. And it's going to be painful and it's going to be hard. And what it tells me is redemption, as beautiful and life-giving as it is, it's also messy. And now you go out from here and, and I hope and pray that you can feel today that God redeems you. God loves you. God sees every corner of your life. And he still died for you. And now he's telling you, I love you so much. Now I I want and need you to go out redeemed, to go out and, and feed my sheep, to follow me in that way. So today, here's what it is. Today, during lunch, right after this, or brunch, or wherever you're going to go, I want you all to get to your Instagram. I want you to take a picture of that food, and I want to get it just nice. Okay, I, no, that's not what we need to do. No, today we need to not focus on the food that is going to help us and give us strength that God has blessed us with. No, what I want us to focus on is the meal that we're going to give others. Today, as we go out from here, yep, to eat and share time with others, right now we can go feed others. Sometimes literally. Those of you who have been part of the Plus One ministry, that big cart that has garbage bags, now people aren't dumping their junk here. 
as you, by the front door. No, people are bringing blankets and diapers and food. Oh, we're feeding sheep together. So today, I want you to go out and feed God's sheep, to redeem others, to forgive others, to see people that they're not perfect, they're messy. And together, we can, we can reveal God. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you so much that you see every single part of our life. As you saw and knew Peter's biggest mistake, his gravest sin, the one that just tore him up, you redeemed him. It wasn't easy for Peter, and I know, God, as you're you're straining just to show us you love us unconditionally, that's not easy for us, too, because when you forgive and redeem us, it means we have to face the reality that we're not perfect, despite trying to show so many that we are. So God, help us to go out from here imperfect, messy, and help us to go out and look for others that need to be fed, to be fed with your word, to be fed with your redemption, to be fed with your grace and your forgiveness and your grace. Help us to feed the sheep around us, the people that you love as much as you love us. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Will you stand and worship with us?
In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new testament in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. And I invite those who are helping to serve communion to come forward now. As we prepare this meal, I am so grateful to tell all of you, I am guessing you have a mess right now. And it's not your house or your apartment. No, it's something that you're carrying. Some guilt, some sin, maybe something you're in right now. And I'm so grateful to tell you at Living Waters, you're welcome at the Lord's Supper. We all have a mess. That's the whole point of this. That we don't have to put on that, that smile that's not real. You don't have to try to hide whatever it is. Please, let's, let's be authentic and real. Say we're broken. We have a mess. And we're all welcome to what God gives freely. So sometimes if you come to a new church, you're like, okay, can I... Can I, can I have communion? What if I don't believe everything? What, what, or, or maybe you have some kind of mess and you're like, I just can't go up right now. If you do have that, you're especially welcome here today. So we have two stations. And as the ushers lead you forward, there will be wafers. You can put out your hand and we'll put it in your, we'll put it in your hands. And it's gluten-free. It's dairy-free. Um, and and as, as they give you that wafer, you'll hear his body given for you. Jesus sees your mess. He still died for you. And you can take the wafer and dip it either into the red wine or clear juice, taking both elements at once, and you hear his blood shed for you. Again, Jesus sees that mess. He still and especially loves you. And I'll be in the middle here. If you have kiddos that aren't communing, just bring them, bring them here and we'll bless them and help them know that Jesus loves them too. You are all welcome here today.
Thank you for being with us today. We hope you have a great rest of your Sunday and your week. We'd love for you to come back this next week. It is the end of our Messy Living sermon series. And we're going to look at this incredible day, Peter's very first sermon to a group of people. And what God does in the middle of it is incredible. Love for you to be a part of that and to hear that God might want to do incredible things in your life too for others. Have a great rest of your day. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.